you think it's the Berenstein Bears, but it's actually not the Berenstein Bears. It's the Berenstein Bears. Or whatever the fuck those stupid-ass bears. Who gives a fuck about the bears? Welcome back to Asinine Radio, a weekly podcast where we talk about music and, well, that's pretty much it. So, uh, let's go! This is Asinine Radio. This is the weekly music podcast where every every week we get into a different album from a different artist and we break it down. We really do our research. We try to have a good time while we while we listen and and delve deep into these albums, right, Jeff? Yeah. Um yeah, so my name is Tyler. And way out there, way out there, hundreds of miles away, way out there in the ether, Dumb. is Jeff. And uh, did you hear the bell that time? I did. I hear it every time. Uh, no, you don't. That's fine. Mostly, I just hear you miss the bell opportunity. Ah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So go to iTunes. Uh, go to go go there, rate, review, and subscribe to us on there. Follow us on social media, at Ask Night Radio. And remember, when you go to iTunes or you go to Apple Music, whatever you use, um, or Podcast Addict, I don't know what you use. Give us five stars because that is awesome. We would really appreciate it. It means it's so much. Go do that. It's fucking hard. Just fucking do it's it. It's so easy. Jesus it's so, it, H. Christ. Even, even though it took you like three years to do it, It took you me did three it. years to do it, yes. <laughs> so go go do that. If you want to leave us a voicemail, we do have a phone number. The phone number is 503-893-5307. Get into it. Now, Jeff, hell, man, what 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 are we doing today? Oh, I was eating toast right now. Sorry. Yeah, we're doing uh we're doing mindless self self indulgence and their album Frankenstein Frankens what is it called? Frankenstein Frankenstein girls will seem strangely sexy. That's what it is. Mindless Self-Indulgence, formed in 1997 in New York City by Jimmy Urine on vocals, 
programming and keyboards, Steve Rye on guitar, Marcus Uringer on guitar and bass, and Kitty on drums. They currently have five full-length records, three EPs, one compilation, one live album, and three demos. But the album we're doing today is Frankenstein Girls Will Seem Strangely Sexy. It's the band's second album, and it was released February 22nd, 2000. It is the last album to feature the lineup of Jimmy Uren on vocals, programming, keyboards, Steve Rye on guitar, Vanessa YT on bass, and Kitty on drums. Now, Jeff, what are your initial, what is, what's your origin story, I should say, with uh, Mindless Self-Indulgence, or MSI, as some people call them? As the, as the heads call them. The true, the true yeds. The true yeds. Um, I don't know my origin story is... Obviously, this is a band that you've been talking about for way too Almost long. Almost 20 years. Way too long. <laughs> and I'm sure you've, you've tried to like subconsciously, you probably had like a Blink playlist and then one song was, was MSI that you try to like sneak in there. I'm, I'm sure you've, you've been trying to convert me probably for 20 plus years. I'm not I don't that know. sneaky. I'm not I don't sneaky. know. But that's, that's my origin story with them. Um, so it was a week ago. Yeah, basically, I I don't remember any <laughs> of this stuff. Like sometimes, like when we do like a like a like an album that you've liked for forever, I will pick up like oh I remember I remember like you playing this on a road trip or I remember you playing this like in high school. I don't remember yeah. I don't remember any of this stuff. <laughs> that's so, funny. I I don't know. That, Maybe that, just because I I thought you would just hate it, so I never even bothered. <laughs> Man, it seems to be true. It seems to be true. <laughs> it's possible. You know, you never know. Uh, I, come on, dude. I know. I know you don't like. Yeah, it. that's a that's a that's a short that's a short little origin story there. <laughs> that is, that is super short. So, before we get into your first impression, our first impressions, uh, my my little origin story with this is, um, I first heard of them. I was staying over at my friend Sean's house, at his stepmom's house. And we were playing Animal Crossing. It was like right when Animal Crossing came out on the GameCube. I remember that. We stayed up till like four or five in the morning playing Animal Crossing and and just hanging out and listening to music. And his stepbrother's computer was there. So we're going through all of his music files. And that was like the first time I ever heard of Wu-Tang Clan. I heard, I, I heard nothing to fuck with. That's the first time I heard it was there. And like just a bunch of other music. And he had three MSI songs. And the three were Bring the Pain, Back Mask, and 7-Eleven. And 7-Eleven was the first one I ever heard, which is on this record. And uh, yeah, that's how I got into them. So this is like 2002, I think it was. And just, I be, Sean and I just became obsessed with this band. That's all we did was listen to this fucking band. And then, you know, as the albums came out, we just got into them more and more. But I never saw them live for whatever reason. Just never did. Um, but yeah, I, good I think they're great. <laughs> I, I, think they're, I think they're really good. I have a lot of fun listening to them. They're, they're fun. They're just straight fun. Fun stuff. So that's my origin story with okay. MSI. What is uh, what's your what are your first impressions on this record? I guess, and I guess first impressions on the band. <laughs> How much do you hate it? That that sound that was like my tongue reaching over under like the gums on the top of my mouth, like that that really snide. Oh yeah, I know what you're you talking know what I mean? about. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like really, really condescending kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Today, yeah. For those of you that that need like a more, I don't know, like they can't visualize noises, <laughs> like MSI can't. Um, hmm. So my my first impressions, I actually listened to their discography twice. 
Because you hated it that much? No, because actually, yes. Yes and no. Yes and no. <laughs> yes and no. I listened to this album and I thought, like, what the fuck? This is so stupid. Yeah. This is so dumb. This is this is ridiculous. Like, there's no there's no way that this could pass off as like as like actual music. This is just this is this is childish. This is this is like this is the shit that we wrote in high school. Like, if anybody ever listens to our old like Niddle Shins, uh, m- nobody music, ever wants to listen to that. Nobody will ever listen to it. But like, <laughs> this is what we wrote. It is. It's offensive for the sake of being offensive. It is. It's elementary. There's nothing about this that is like redeeming. And I was. I was miserable. I was so miserable. I thought. I. I. I almost like. I almost said. I almost said. You know what? No, we're done. We're doing something. <laughs> did else. you really? I did. No. Dude. I, I almost did. I almost did. And I thought, you know, there's no way that this is this is real. Like they they had to have gotten better. And so. Like after listening to their discography, and I was like, "Dude, they they never got better. They oh, no. they only got worse." I said, "So there's <laughs> got to be there's got to be something about this band." And so I watched I watched a couple live performances from what I assume were back in the day mm-hmm. when you know, probably the first two or three albums. And Jimmy was wearing like butterfly wings, and oh yeah, those videos. Everyone was dressed up real nice, and then I noticed like everybody leaving the club and they're like, Oh yeah, dude, fucking MSI is like the best ever. And this one chick was like, like, yeah, I fucking hate, I fucking hate MSI or I, I hate Jimmy urine. And she's like, no way. I hate Jimmy page. And I was like, wait a second. I know that song. Could I just listen to it? Like, that's fun. And then I realized like, okay, I get it. There's a subculture that likes MSI. Mm-hmm. And so then I started reading a couple like interviews. This was on like Tuesday. No, this was on like Wednesday or Thursday. Because mm-hmm. I, I finished it pretty early, and then I was going back into it, and I was like, okay, let me read a couple of interviews. Let me see how this guy like reacts to things, and and like he's not he's not deep. There's there like no, what, you, not at all. what you see is what you get. There ain't yeah. nothing deep about this guy whatsoever. But one thing that I read about him that I thought was really unique and really interesting was Mad Magazine. How one of his like biggest influences on his entire life, his entire career, has been Mad Magazine. He was talking about. How when you read Mad Magazine, you laugh. It's so stupid. It's so dumb. And then yeah, you close so the top. You close the last page, and like you forget everything about it, right? Like you don't, you know, you don't fuck it. Besides maybe Spy vs. Spy, like you don't know nothing about Mad Magazine. Yeah. Unless you were a subscriber for decades and decades and decades, you close that last cover and and you're done. That's it. Mm-hmm. Call it a day. You had your fun. Let's go home. <laughs> That's what this band is. This band, I can see that. this band is fucking Mad Magazine. You you listen to this band. There's nothing deep here. There's nothing. There's nothing to dissect. There's nothing. No. There's nothing instrumental wise that is going to set new records. They're a band that you listen to from from start to finish. You have a good time and you go home and you listen to something else. But that, but it's that time. It's that time that you're there. It's that time that that you're at the show that you're listening to this record. That's what I personally couldn't connect with. But I did understand why other people connected with it. And then to even like get further into that kind of like psyche, mm-hmm. which our high school was very different than what I imagined our high school was going to be, be before going into high school. 
I thought high school was going to be very Beach Boys-esque, right? You take people to like tree trunks and shit, and high school was going to be this extravagant, fun thing where pet rallies were so great, and everybody got behind the cheer squad and the football team. But high school was lame. It was so stupid. But even at our high school, that was so... Eh, nobody really cared about clicks or anything like that. There were still clicks. Yeah. So if agreed. you weren't if you weren't one of the punkers, and we know who like the hardcore punkers were, if you yeah. weren't like a drama kid, if you weren't an athlete, if you weren't anything, if you started taking people out and putting them into like the the major clicks, you would have this leftover group. You would have a leftover group of of I don't want to say misfits because that's so like seventies and eighties. It is very seventies. But you have a leftover group that doesn't need to, to fit into one category. That's mm-hmm. the fan base of mindless self-indulgence. <laughs> That's not bad at all because that fan base also like pushes boundaries of making like punk music better, right? Because like Davey Havoc yeah. essentially kind of was that fan base. Because yeah, he wasn't of. really a punker, and then at some point he embraced that non-punker lifestyle, and then they made like sing the sorrow. So like, there's a lot of things that push the boundaries that are not categorized into the fan base. So True. it's not a bad yeah. thing. It's not a good thing. It's just it's just something different. But I think mindless self indulgence, and then just like looking at the at the kind of kids that were leaving the venues of the, I only watched three to three um, live performances of MSI. I was like, yeah, dude, these are the people that like, they don't fit in anywhere. Mm-hmm. Not that you need to fit in because that. we went to a high school that you didn't need to fit in anywhere. Everyone was just kind of like, Oh, like our high school was very unique in that everyone was kind of equal, equally yeah, shit. I guess so. But everyone was equally kind shit, of equal. Yeah. yeah, I guess so. It's just MSI is weird, extent. man. They like, dude, they're, they're bad. They're not good. <laughs> like nothing about them was good. Like they they're just bad. And they know they're huh. bad and they embrace the bad and they think it's funny and like yeah, that's cool man, but when you make a career out of it, it's just like dude, you're just you're just bad. Interesting. Interesting. So there's no there's are there any high points for you on this record? Yeah, I got bangers. I have okay, no stinkers. Just, I have zero stinkers. Interesting, interesting. Zero after all that. After all that, okay. Um, I guess just real quick with me on on this record. This is the first record I bought from them. So, like I said, after I listened to those three songs, I uh, I immediately went out and and bought this record because this is the only one that was out at the time. Because Tight had been, it was never really released. I mean, it was, but it was in such small quantities that you just couldn't find it anywhere. And so, yeah, I got this one, and I just, dude, I listened to this record. I can't even tell you how many fucking times I listen to this record. <laughs> I don't really uh, know how many times I listen dude, to this record. So fucking many times. Um, but I, I, I think it's just a ton of fun. Like I agree with you. Like there's not a lot of substance there, but it's, I, I think I like it purely because of how chaotic it is. I love, I love that whole thing. Like, like it's, it's chaotic, but it's still melod- very melodic in parts. Like he doesn't have a bad voice. Really. He doesn't. And he can hit he can hit a lot of different ranges with his voice. I feel, and he has a pretty cool scream too when he try when he does it. So he's not like a horrible singer or anything like that. But it's more of an electronic bass too. So it's like it's just this weird it's just a weird combination of you know dance pop with <laughs> with 
punk and some hip hop thrown in there. It's fucking weird. Some reggae stuff thrown in there too. It's fucking weird. They're they're a weird ass band. I will agree with you on that. But yeah, so that's that's kind of my thing on this record. So you have no stinkers. I have mm-hmm. no stinkers. No, I have no stinkers. I only have six six bangers though. Six bangers. That's six more than I thought you'd have. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's they're not. There's just a lot of songs on this one. There's 30 songs. Yeah. So that, yeah. That's another it's, thing that kind of can scare people away because they see 30 songs, but then when you actually look at it, a lot of the songs are like a minute, minute and a half long, which is good. I mean, it's when you have that many songs, it's good to have them be so short. But like, I, I, I like the idea of, of kind of like fuck you to societal norms, right? Yeah. And from what I read, this album was recorded under Electra, the the label Electra's, um, I don't know, oversight. Like some like subsidiary, like was it Uppity Cracker? Uppity but Cracker they, or something? But they wasted so much money. And they went <laughs> into the studio and they recorded to like an Atari. And they recorded to like these stupid fucking eight tracks that they knew the record label would have to send in like a specialist just to pull the music from like the, the master tapes <laughs> to then master it or whatever it was. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like they just wasted so much money because they thought it was funny. Yeah. And it's kind of funny though. And it is, it is funny. Like it's, it's cool. I, I don't know, man. Like I just like this shit is just so childish. And but isn't it, isn't that kind of what punk is too, you know, just kind of like, sticking it isn't that like one like more punk than say what sex pistols were doing or ramones were doing you know it's the just most like, the most punk thing i could possibly think of is doing something that fucks somebody but then not realizing that that somebody is going to fire somebody else and that somebody mm-hmm. else they got fired is not going to be able to like feed their family that's the most punk thing i can think of because punkers to me can't think two steps ahead and that's what this album is. That whole Electra thing. Like, yeah, I get it. You're wasting a bunch of money. But what yeah. about like what about like management? What about like A and R? What about these guys and, and these people in, in like not like upper management, but like lower management? What about Feldy, you know? That like Feldy in his beginning stages, absolutely. Feldy in his beginning stages. But that's like, only because you like the first two Goldfinger records. No, because Feldy's be- in his beginning stage was he was solid. He was great. Okay. When yeah. he was an A and R rep, he was great. But like these people, they're still people, man. They still got families to feed. They're still a part yeah. of like like the overall machine, and and the and I don't know for you to like go out of your way to think that you're gonna fuck the record label, but in actuality, you're not fucking the record label. They don't care. Like the uh, the upper execs, they're not losing money. Yeah, you you wasted a million dollars of their time, but like you wasted that's like pennies to them. They don't care. They're just going to fire a fuck ton of lower management people. And those are the people that you don't think about. Those are the people that are going to lose their job because, True. because True. like you want to act like a snot nosed little shit. And Jimmy Yearn was like 30 when this came out. <laughs> yeah. Like he's not, he's so not a child that. anymore. You're a grown ass adult, dude. So like that, that, that part like really irritated me. And like everybody grows up, man, you gotta grow up. And growing up doesn't need necessarily need to be in the sense of like Peter Pan. You grow up and you pay taxes and you need to get a full-time mm-hmm. job. 
but like growing up entails understanding that your actions have negative and positive effects on people like directly and indirectly. And this album like fully personifies that aspect of not being able to grow up because he doesn't understand that their actions indirectly affect people because of that one Electra thing. And that's, that irritates me, but. And that was enough to set you off on not liking the band. Uh, I don't like the band because I think they're a joke. I think they're they're a novelty act. They're 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 like Weird Al. Like, but what's wrong best. with that? Like it's fine. You, I mean, it's it's good. It's it could still do you, be good. Novelty. Do you, do you, do you like Weird Al? Yeah, I like Weird Al. Yeah, Weird Al's great, right? Yeah, <laughs> he's fine. I mean, yeah. So I mean, it's okay. <laughs> I'm not buying but, but, a record from Weird Al. I'm not going to go see a concert from Weird Al. I'm not going to support like anything Weird Al does. But it's fine. It's cool. It's good. Yeah. yeah. That's but the way, right. but the way you're reacting to this band is very different than how you would react to Weird Al. Because this band is 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 like, is like the followers of this band, dude. And I, I, again, I've only watched three live videos and read like four interviews. But the following this band has are just a bunch of people that don't fucking understand how Real life. adulting works. <laughs> and that irritates but honestly, me. but then honestly, like. When you're a teenager, does nobody knows? Nobody understands what it's real, what it real life is. That is true. I mean, we. So, I, I mean, I sure you can only fault didn't. him so much, you know, because we but were he all was there. Thirty. Oh, well, I'm I'm 30. speaking more of the fans. I'm speaking more of the fans. But let's 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 get into the music. I mean, overall, okay, let's get into the music. Fuck it, dude. I'll, I don't I don't give a fuck. Uh, oh fu- shit! I didn't mean to burp. So there are there are like sixty seven songs, I think. Uh, yeah, 66. Yeah, there are 30 songs on this album. <laughs> Granted, not all of them are songs. There's a handful here that are just on the, on the uh, streaming nonsense. version. They're just messages, just nonsense, whatever. But there's still like solid like 25 songs. Yeah. And yeah. as much as I actually really appreciate that, because you don't need to go into a four-minute song, a three-minute song. You don't need to repeat the chorus over and over and over to get that point across. If you can do it in a minute and a half... Mm-hmm. Two minutes, like, dude, you're 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 in the upper echelon of of, of my book, because time is money, and <laughs> if you can get your point across in one minute, why the fuck would I want to hear nineteen minutes of Moby Dick when I can just hear it in three minutes? Looking at you, Bonham. <laughs> just kidding. That's amazing. <laughs> that's an amazing song. Yeah, that was a bad. That was a bad example. But uh, I love okay. I love the idea that they can they can do one minute two minute songs like I I dig it yeah the, and they're just they're they're fast they're full of energy like it's just it gets the problem, you, I don't know it's the, exciting the problem is is if I took out the vocals and all these songs I'd bet thousand I bet I bet five thousand bucks you couldn't pick out which of these were which oh, I could fifty percent of the time I could. But that's only because I've listened to this record. I still I don't, don't think so. Times. I still no, don't I think so. I could. Because these songs sound so fucking similar. They start similar. A lot of them start with that like cool like hip hop electronic beat. And then they go into like a really almost like a punk thing. But then it gets mm-hmm. really chopped up and they chop it up and they, they include a lot of silences, a lot of breaks, a lot of, a lot of weird pauses, which I yeah. like. But, yeah, it's, it makes but it fun. Damn, it makes dude, it these these songs sound the same. But see, that's why you Oof. have the vocalist there. Like, I agree with you. It is the music is 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 kind of minimalistic, but his vocals 
kind of take it to that next that next level like because they're just so weird they're 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 unconventional you know it's not it's not normal it's not typical what you would hear in music and that's that's what makes that's one of the things that makes it exciting this his vocals are like are like albert Pujols to me what they're like albert Pujols to me like albert Pujols. albert Pujols can't bunt he's Mm -hmm. he's not he's not drawing walks he's up there to do one thing he's up there to hit bombs right he's up there to hit homers he's swinging for the fences every time he's old he's fat He's going to do the same thing every time. So when the pitcher is out there throwing throwing pitches to him, the pitcher knows that this dude is going to swing for the fences. Mm-hmm. That's like Jimmy Urine. Jimmy Urine does one thing. He just he tries his hardest to just be as weird as possible. He does one it, thing. He's not works. he's not doing anything else. It, but mm, you can make that argument with so many debatable. people, so many artists, so many debatable. Well, of course you can. Come on. But that's what differentiates between a good artist and like a historic artist. Like Babe Ruth said in uh, The Sandlot, heroes mm-hmm. get remembered, but legends, legends never, die. never die. Jimmy Heron's not even a hero. <laughs> oh, my God. Not even a hero. Oh, your hatred. It's fantastic. It's going to get worse. This is, what they, this is what they love. They love the, they love the haters. And that's another thing, too. It's, it's just like he, he's smart. He's smart because he knows. He says, hey, let's, let's tap this like untapped genre of kids mm-hmm. yeah because let's let's appeal to these kids let's throw some female uh instrumentalists in there let's uh let's dress really kind of like goth and really like new metal but let's not play that stuff let's play kind of more punk style so we can appeal to kind of everybody and let's get this really kind of untapped group of kids in and when they back us then everybody else will kind of back us because we play kind of punk music, so like the punkers will kind of accept us, and we'll play some kind of new metal stuff. So like the new metalists will kind of accept us, and in such, the metalheads will kind of accept us. So he's he's good That's at fair. writing that line. He's good at writing that line. Like I think Jimmy Urine is super fucking smart. I think I think he puts on this persona as being a dumb like one trick pony, but I think he's a hustler. Because he's from New York, dude. Like, everybody from New York is yeah, a fucking yeah. hustler. I don't know. They're all hustlers <laughs> over there. <laughs> he's a hustler. He, he knows what he needs to do to be successful and to make a career out of playing music. But he doesn't want to make, like, a, a, a Paramore career, like a Haley Williams career. He wants to make <laughs> enough to just, you know, get by. Get by, have enough street cred where he can do what he wants, and just be fine. I, 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 I think he exploits the genre a lot. Okay. I mean, I can, I can understand that too. That's a good point. And I do, I, I follow him and, uh, and his wife on, on Instagram and he is, he seems like the most chill guy ever. Like he's, he's kind of soft spoken. He doesn't like, he's not wacky. Like you see in the concerts or anything like that. Like he's just, he seems very, very different. And he fucking lives in New Zealand now. So that's, and he hangs out with, and he's like best friends with Serge from System of a Down. That's the thing too. Like when watching these live performances, I I was going to think like Till Lindemann status, right? He was going to be mm-hmm. so over the top, and he was going to be doing these crazy things, and he didn't. He no, was he just no. he was a normal front man who just dressed a little bit weird, and you know, and and inflection in his voice here and there made him a little bit quirky or whatever. And I thought like, you know, 
it's weird that their music is more spastic than their live performances. And that led me to believe that he's a hustler. Or it's just, it's hard to, cause like the, the chaos of, of tight that one, like it's hard to recreate that live when it's so false. electronic based, you know, false because no, it's not false because we hear Ramstein who is not chaotic in any, in any capacity. And he was arguably in like the top, the top 10 most <laughs> controversial live acts like of all time. And then we see guys like Mark Adkins and Guttermouth, who nobody even fucking stays with that band because they're so chaotic and <laughs> over the top. But yeah. Mark Adkins, like alone, like by himself, live is more chaotic than MSI like has ever been. Yeah, but yeah, because he's he's just straight up unpredictable. Because he's like, a true fucking punker. Because Mark Adkins doesn't think two steps ahead. Mark Atkins thinks one step ahead. But see, then then what makes Mark better than, say, this band? He can just write stronger melodies. Uh, okay. Maybe. That's Maybe. it. That That's the only difference. Maybe. Like, the music in this band is not bad. It's just because the melodies aren't so strong, the music has to be choppy. And this music is very choppy. Oh, it's very, very, yeah. I but it's but I I like that I like I like the idea of of I don't have to listen to punk music and have it go verse chorus verse chorus boom 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 I like I like it being chopped up I like like right when I get into a song it stops and I'm like okay fuck man and then I take a breather and then it goes back in like I like that choppiness but I yeah. don't think that's I, I don't think that's based on on good songwriting I think that's based on a lack of melody. Okay, that's an interesting, interesting take on that. Um, so then, what what is your what is your BB? Your oh biggest banger? Hold on. My phone turned off, so I gotta oh my wake it up. <laughs> oh, Clarissa, dude, Clarissa, Clarissa. That, that was my biggest B. Yeah. Okay, that's my that's my seven B. But okay, how, how many Bs do you have? Uh, I I thirty two. I was pretty. <laughs> yeah, thirty two. <laughs> I kept it. I kept it, you know, okay. So I have 10 bangers right now. Damn, that's it? I mean, I could have more, but, you know, okay. I want it to be reasonable. Let's just say that. All right. So, so Clarissa is your 1B. Should we play it and then we'll get into it? Or yeah, what? play it. Sure. Okay, yeah, sure. Here's uh, Clarissa from Mindless Self-Indulgence. Explain this, Clarissa. 
There you go. Clarissa from Mindless Self-Indulgence. So what stood out to you on this one then to be your BB? I just, I, I like the video game sounding intro, like, uh, like the heavy electronic bass that, that bottoms out. Like when you're yeah. playing old PC games, like the burr, 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 and it sounds like shit. <laughs> yeah. Like, I like that. I, I, I like his singing here. It's, it's that kind of fast type of rapping and the whole song is just frantic. That it's chaotic song. chaos, you know? Yeah. And that, that Ferguson, that Ferguson part, like it leads up to a better part with a synth sound. And it reminds me of like some Reggie, Reggie and the full effect stuff, like the Moog. Oh yeah. I could see that. Ringer, ringer, ringer. It's good. <laughs> I like this song. It is great. And all the references to Melissa Joan Hart and Sabrina, the teenage witch and Clarissa explains it all. Yeah. Weird. Sabrina, the teenage witch. And, and who is that? What? That was Melissa Joan Hart too. Yeah. She did both. She was in Clar- She started in Clarissa explains it all. Who was? On Nickelodeon, and then Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Oh, that's Larissa. Larissa Olenek was Alex Mack. Olenek? Yeah, yeah. You're thinking, yeah, she's different. You went to camp with her, didn't you? I did. Yeah, that's so bizarre. And then she had to leave camp, right? Yeah, she left camp because it wasn't me personally. No, no, not I said people were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Including me, yes. No, I no, I I didn't mean you. I just said people were harassing her. Yeah, I I went to camp with her and, and. Every time she wore a hat, everyone was like in unison, like Alex Mack, where's the hat? Oh my god! You know that old, that old commercial, and yeah, it just got too much for her, I guess, and she left. I can see that, especially when you're like 13 years old. I guess. Yeah. Get over it. But whatever. It's cool. It's, it's a cool <laughs> song. I like this one. It's a really fun one. It's a lot of fun. When I was playing it, though, it kind of some of the parts weren't there because of the our whole you know mixer that we use. Doesn't play one side of the ear, but either way, you get the gist of it. It's I was a great on Spotify, song. so because you can't hear on Discord. I know, I yeah. know, I know. So that was your number one. Let's see what my number one. My number. Well, I know what my number one is. It's a uh, Seven Eleven. Toward the end of the album, I think it's like yeah. track twenty-seven or something like this that. one. This one almost, almost crept into my bangers. Like it was. Oh I, I listened to this an okay, but it almost got there. Almost I'm curious, there. like why, why, why didn't it, it reach banger status? It's there one of the more straightforward songs. There wasn't enough. There wasn't enough. Like I really, really liked the instrumentals here. I thought, like you said, I thought it was very straightforward. I thought it was more along the line of, of like structurally speaking, as Donatello would say, Ninja Turtle. Structurally speaking, like it was solid. Oh it was God. a good song. <laughs> but I don't know. There just there wasn't enough, and and I got to the point after thirty seven and a half songs where I was just you get burnt yeah. out. You get no, burnt I, out. I get what you mean. Like like thirty songs is a lot, even though they are short. It it does get to be a much because get to be a, a bit much because I notice like even now when I listen, like I'll get to like song eighteen nineteen. I'm like, damn dude, like I'm only at like London Bridge or something like that. Like <laughs> I'm like I'm thinking like fuck, dude, I still have, like lot of songs left but then it, when it comes down to it it's like 10 minutes <laughs> i have yeah, left on it's that not album. it's not that long it's just it's just when, when you see that you've gone through so many songs it's like it's this weird subconscious thing that you have it doesn't make any sense but uh yeah so i'm gonna play a little bit of 7-eleven then i guess you know I'll, we'll get more into it so here's um here it is from mindless self-indulgence 7-eleven Thank you. 
There it is, 7-Eleven from Mindless Self-Indulgence. My favorite song. This was, like like I said, on the, I think at the beginning, yeah, the beginning of this episode, uh, this was the first song I ever heard from them uh, when I was at my friend's house. And when I discovered this band, this was the first one that came on and I just, I fucking loved it. <laughs> it was, it was so like, you know, when, when I, I was what, 13, 14 years old when I heard this and like, I've had never heard anything like this, nothing at all. It was just, it blew me away. Just, I li- cause at the time, you know, I was listening to a shit ton of corn blink 182, uh, I don't, so many other bands, like those only two that are coming to my mind right now. And like green day, just a bunch of stuff. And, but then this is just like so out of left field and, I just I did not get it, but I loved it. I just it was so weird and so. Cool. Ooh, that's good. I like what you just said. Is solid. What? I don't get it, but I love it. Yeah, I mean, right? I think like it, still to this day, dude, like I sense. don't, I don't get this. I, I like on paper, this band should be like the worst thing ever. I, I agree. Like, like I follow, I follow the, as weird as it sounds. I follow this Instagram page called Catatonic Youths. I even sent you a video today. I think I sent yeah, you, you did. Yeah. So, and I've been following them for a while now. But they all they do is like they they post like really bad music videos or live performances or whatever. And uh, and it just this this is a band that should be on that that page, but for whatever reason, it's still it's still just different enough to where it's not bad, but it's just you don't get it. Like you don't know why you like it. I guess like it's just it's just weird. I don't know. It's so like I I kind of alluded to this earlier when I was talking about Patty Smith and just my my brief intro to her and what I kind of think it is because because this band is so like self-deprecating mm-hmm. that they can almost say whatever the fuck they want to and they they have they've and, said a lot of things yeah and they've but they've never got any shit for it like in any community and in those same videos that I've watched, like of live performances, I, again, I've only watched three mm-hmm. and I, I specifically looked at the people that were leaving the venue. I didn't watch the performance at all, except for like two minutes of it. Yeah. I watched the intro and then I watched the out, the last song and then the people leaving and dude, like we're talking like all walks of life, all race, all genders <laughs> right? that are leaving the show. And that, like to me that I thought for sure this was like a a white kid band. I thought like okay, this is a white kid band for sure. But mm-hmm. then like watching these videos, I was just like, holy shit. Like this is it's a, just a bunch of fucking weirdos. Again, I hate using this word, but this is a band for like the misfits. This is a band for the outcasts, for the for the I don't know, for like the people that are not heard, for the people mm-hmm. that don't fit in anywhere and that that it's not specific to a race or gender because it was unbelievable at the people that were leaving these venues that leaving these shows. I could not, I could not believe it, but I think that's why they can get away with saying whatever the fuck they want because it's not, it's not in a derogatory manner, but sometimes it is like the song faggot that he sings. Mm -hmm. It's a derogatory manner towards like himself and the, like the way I took that was, like himself and his friends and him being in the scene and seeing these things, especially like in the nineties. Yeah. Like we're very different time. Dude, like light years behind where we are today. Yeah. And, it's and, insane. And just thinking like 
Patty Smith, like back in the seventies, her dropping like the N bombs as much as she as as she did, and it's just if if I I don't know I I don't know I I, I don't even know what I'm trying to say. I just think that these these people that are are kind of like ingrained in the culture and trying to be a voice for the voiceless type of thing. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's solid. I think mindless self-indulgence, I think they serve a purpose in the community, in the underground punk community. I think they are terrible. <laughs> I think this band, I think, make no mistake, I think this band is fucking awful. And I will, I will, I will rate them as such. But I think they serve a very important purpose. It's funny because like you say that and like all all the stuff that you said, but like for what it's worth, they I mean, in the like two thousand seven, two thousand eight, they were they were selling out like House of Blues shows, you know, like shows that other bands like bands that you would think are more popular aren't selling out, but they're selling out like that. I get you know? it. I get it. It's 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 a really interesting thing because like with the way the way you what your viewpoint on this is so different than mine. It comes from a completely different place because you didn't, you weren't, you've never been into them. So it's like, now I'm starting to understand, like I'm, 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 I'm starting to understand so many more things about this band that I never really thought of. Like, I just like, I don't know what I'm trying to say right now. This band is bigger than they even realized, but they're shittier than they ever realized. Why? See, I wouldn't go that far. I absolutely I still don't agree with you on on Mu- that part. Music wise, this band is trash, dude. They're fucking trash. They're not good. But like influence wise and culturally, I think this band bridged so many fucking gaps. And like you said, the House of Blues thing, mm-hmm. like if, if 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 Wednesday night was like no doubt sold out House of Blues, right? And then yeah. you got like Thursday night MSI sold out and then friday night you go to like maybe social d sold out and then saturday night offspring sold out and then sunday night you kind of kick it down maybe like 311 sells out sunday night like that's a fucking solid weekend but anybody that's not in that 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 now they're gonna look and they're gonna be like who the fuck is mindless self-indulged i don't know who the fuck they are i've heard of every one of these other bands but i don't know them yeah, but they represent all the people who don't want to go to the other shows. They represent kind of like they're they're like a very niche like group. Like they they're very specific. Like I, they're a right common now, denominator. But I'm thinking like right now it's like what what you just said. Like the 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 lineup. Say like the hypothetical lineup of bands at a at a certain venue. Like it kind of makes me think like okay, like you have all these bands, but and then. Like a band I really like, Wednesday Thirteen. He's one of those guys too. Like he can sell out a pretty decent sized venue, but most people who walk by and see his name on the marquee will never know who he is. But he represents no like a a specific part of like our society of like, and and I mean I don't again I don't know too much about it. We kind of did something in the past, but yeah, like cross dressing, right? Like that's a big subculture. Yeah. Mindless self-indulgence don't represent a subculture except for being a part of all subcultures. I guess so, yeah. They're the band for the the people who don't really fit into a typical clique, whether that be goth, punk, you know, jock, whatever, you know. They're, which which is so their own thing, dumb their own in itself, too. Like it's such a stupid way of thinking 
but it is, but I it's, mean, but it's the most human way of thinking, you know, because everybody is in a clique. Like even like our friends, we're all in a certain kind of clique. Like we're, everybody likes to be labeled. Everybody is labeled. And it's just, that's just the way it is. Like that's what cliques are. They're labels. Yeah. It's weird. It's super it's, fucking weird. It's just, it's, it's just a way of doing things. Yeah. But I think, I think, I think, mindless self-indulgence found a way to tap into that that subconscious of hating to label things and they and they decided like hey let's just let's label ourselves as everything and nothing at the same time let's let's both be all of like the current music trends but let's also do it really really shitty <laughs> see, see that's still where i don't agree with you on I, they don't. They like, do. They like, don't do anything good. <laughs> like, I agree musically, with you. I, I, they don't do anything good. Hey, I, I'm I'm opening up to some of these ideas, <laughs> and like I, I agree with you on some of these ideas, but that, like, I still, like, I will what? agree. They're not the greatest. They're not the greatest, but they're they're so unique in themselves they're, to where like it's argu- not. They're arguably the worst. I'm like, no, they're, they're not. They're so dude. bad. I don't. I do not agree with you on that. I, I just I, don't. I don't. I, I don't get where you're going on that one. I think they're a band that is uh, that Jimmy. They're almost like a like a like an LLC or a corporation. Like Jimmy Urine, <laughs> like like devised this plan. So to they're create, like Lincoln Park, really. That's what it is. Yeah, it's not as good. But <laughs> get the fuck out of here. But even though it's a good oh point though, that's a good point though because Lincoln Park. I mean, prior to Chester, God rest his soul. Prior to Chester, like. <laughs> Like they're a they're a band music. that was like good musically, but no. Uh, but like besides, I wouldn't even go that far. Besides, Come on, besides like hybrid theory, um, if you ask people about Lincoln Park, they're always going to revert to hybrid theory. And hybrid theory was just because no, but they're not though. Hybrid theory solid. Get the fuck out of no, here. No, silly. I, no, I no. Hey, I love hybrid theory. I'm just saying, like you ask any average person. They're not their only song off of Hybrid Theory that they're going to mention is in the end. In the end, but then they're like, there's so many hits after that album that were more, way more popular than in the end. But but people think of Lincoln Park as as maybe like Minutes to Midnight, maybe Hybrid Theory. People think of Lincoln Park as like an entity rather than like a band. Lincoln yeah. Park had become this this corporation because they were shoved down our throats everywhere, and after Chester died. Now people started to go back and listen to like Lincoln Park, and then even like Chester's stuff that he did before Lincoln Park, that band that is now oh, yeah. trying um, to like repress their album, whatever it is. Yeah, we, we've played them on the pod before, and they're just not good. They're okay like, at best. No, they just they weren't good. It's fine. It's okay. You don't you. Not everybody can be good. It's okay. It's fine. Mm-hmm. But I think I think like like Jimmy Urine in 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 MSI. Like they know they're never going to be like great, and their music, their music from beginning to end, from tight to fucking uh, which is the one I hate. Oh, uh, um, I hate why I hate mindless self indulgence and why you shit on myself. <laughs> What's it called? Something like that. Oh my god, I'm having this little brain fart right now. I totally hate mindless shittings indulgence. Oh my god, it's something along from their why first album to the last album. They yeah. do change, but it's nothing like drastic. It's nothing that is like, holy fuck, I can't believe Mindless Self Indulgence sold out. It's just it's just another step in the in the direction that they wanted to go in. It's nothing crazy. So I think like like Jimmy Urine, dude, I think he's a hustler, man. I think he straight knows 
what he needs to do to make a good living, not like a, not like a Chester Bennington living before he died, like where he's making millions. But yeah. I think he, I think he knows how to make a good living to where he can he can probably retire pretty soon in a nicer house and be fine yeah. because he's a hustler because he makes music that is accessible to the masses, but just it's still underground, just enough. yeah, but just edgy enough to still be. Mm-hmm. To still be punk. See, see, I, I like where we're going with this. Where we're this, this comparison to Lincoln Park, because Lincoln Park is not that good. Like they have no I mean, hybrid theory. They're I, a great corporation, though. Hear me out. Hybrid theory is good. It's a solid record, but everything after that, like Meteora, Minutes to Midnight, they're good songs. But overall, those albums are not very good. Yeah. Like they're they they are literally a corporation. They are only there to make money they're yeah i don't know yeah they're just lincoln park was and you read the history of lincoln park and how it was like put together it was almost put together like a record by a record label yeah the band is overrated yeah but i do for like sure. some of their songs but. absolutely <clears throat> but yeah um so we we talked about Seven Eleven. i mean lyrically we've we've kind of touched upon like there's not nothing really deep there in Seven Eleven. That song is just about hookers. <laughs> that's hookers. really that's that's it. That's all about that one. It's nothing nothing deep. Um, so then, what's your um, what's your two B? Two B. Let me scroll through the forty five thousand songs here. I'm your problem now. <laughs> Ooh, that's a good one too. Okay, so first of all, like I wrote my notes here, that corn sounding screech in mm-hmm. the beginning, like. Dude, there's a lot of things on here that remind me of Corn, and there's a lot of things on here that he does that remind me of Jonathan Davis. Really? I don't, yeah. I don't see that. This is this is crazy to me because like you're you're bringing up things I've never I've never connected with. Dude, that so like in the beginning of I'm Your Problem Now, there's this this screech, this this weird I don't know noise. Yeah. That, that, dude, that's what Corn like, does. That's that's I I, I attribute well, that screech to Corn. Regardless okay. if they do it or not, it's it's one of those like Mandela effect things, right? To where just because maybe at one point they may have done something similar to it, now I think of that sound as corn. But that's not a Mandela effect. That's just an association. No, it I could guess. be a Mandela effect because no. I think they've done it, but they've actually not done it. Similar uh. to like you think it's the Berenstein Bears, but it's actually not the Berenstein Bears. It's the Berenstein okay. Bears. Okay. Or the fuck okay. those stupid ass bears. Who gives a fuck about the bears? It's always the bears. I brought the bears too in my first example. I, I should just actually reference Nelson Mandela, which would have been like more like a better intelligent thing. But why the fuck in the bears? Who cares about the bears? But anyway. But you're still going on about the bears. I know. I hate the bears. I fucking hate those books. Stupid books. But we all read them when we were kids. Nobody has a family that's that perfect, okay? Well, debatable. No, no, it, not, no it's not debatable. But it, it, no. it's something to strive for. That, that's, that's the point of, those, of stories like that. But, it, but it's, it's unattainable. Like, it's it unattainable. Be, it may be, but it's something to shoot towards. You're, it's you're a goal. Setting, you're it's setting, a goal. You're setting unrealistic expectations on your children that matter. will never be attainable. And it thus, doesn't matter. That's, your children that's will what now most feel, goals are. But now your children will, you will forever feel as failures because they did not... They did not cop to like eating the honey out of the honey jar, pa. That that's what most goals are. Fuck those. They're books. They're, they're they're practically unattainable things. Like, but it's something that's that you not a goal. For. That is not a goal. That's a dream. 
A dream mm-hmm. is like an unattainable thing. A goal is something that you can set for yourself, achieve it, and then move forward. That most forward. people don't. A goal, but still, a goal is something that most people don't ever achieve because because they because they set unrealistic goals. There you go. It's called New Year's revolutions. Res- Revolution. <laughs> <laughs> that twelve percent's getting to you. Huh? Yeah, dude. New Year's revolutions. Uh, Sixty New revolutions Year's, per minute. <laughs> you know, and this is not the first time you've you've done that. The revolutions thing? The revolutions thing with resolution. And it was on the pod, too. Like, this isn't, like, (laughs) something outside of the pod. You've done this on the pod before. Oh, Uh, God. Oh, shit. Here's here's I'm Your Problem Now from Mindless Self-Indulgence. I love my mommy because she fucked my dad. I love my mommy because she fucked the shit out of my dad. I love my mommy because she... There you go. I'm your problem now from mindless self-indulgence. I mean, I get what you're saying about you know that that guitar part in the beginning and how it could be corn, but that's still kind of a stretch. Come on, man. I, I mean I got two more after this that are that are very corn slash Jonathan Davis like corn esque. Yeah. Okay. I mean, dude, um, come on. That, that this this band does dabble in the new metal realm. They do. No, no, absolutely. No, I I'm not arguing with you on that, but and like arguably the biggest new metal band of all time is Limbiscuit, but second mm-hmm. to Limbiscuit is wrong. probably Corn. But that's totally wrong. <laughs> but that's fine. I mean, I love Limbiscuit, don't get me wrong, but that's, They're the best. They're the best new wrong. metal band of all time, oh, so, they're you not. know. That's They're not. Uh, so do you want to talk about that song more or, I mean, lyrically that one's pretty silly and I mean, they're all fucking silly. I don't know why we're like lyrically. There's maybe like one or two songs that I think kind of get a little bit more in depth. Otherwise I think this band exists to be vulgar for the sake of, uh, of just being vulgar. Yeah. I'm with you. It's just fine with you. I don't, I don't, I particularly don't like it. It's not my cup of tea. Um, <laughs> mostly because I don't like big, large lumps of shit in my tea. Hey, but hey. Uh, that was yeah, a, with I, all the tea I, that you're drinking. That right? was an Aziz and sorry joke. I shouldn't take credit um, for that one. <clears throat> yeah, I miss that guy. You're a thief. 
Um, what is that? He's not even that funny. Oh, dude, he's so. Dude, he's not that funny. Oh, dude, Aziz is so funny. Top three: Hedberg, <laughs> David Tell, Aziz, and Sorry. Honestly, I agree with you on the first two, like a hundred percent. But no, Aziz Ansari is not. Who'd you put three? Just give, give me a name. John Panette. Oh my God. John Panette has one joke. He's Dude, got fat he's jokes. So That's fucking, it. But he's got the timing. It, it's it's <sighs> not just the jokes. It's the timing. John Panette's best role was in Seinfeld. That's it. Call it that. Wait, Over. Who was he in Seinfeld? He was the guy that got accosted. He was uh, the oh, the, that's right, the Good yes, Samaritan, right. the guy yes, they filmed. Totally right. <laughs> yeah, that's in the last season too. Oh, that's so dumb. That's I totally forgot. I just watched that show too. I was telling Mike like I'm gonna start watching. I'm gonna re- I'm gonna rewatch that show. Start from the beginning. <laughs> it's so good. It is a great show. I love Seinfeld. Let me let me let me let me throw let out me, some let more. Let me 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 throw out some more Jonathan Davis things for you. So number song number okay. nineteen, uh, the last time I tried to rock your world, which is my six B. Uh-huh. Okay, but this dude, this definitely reminds me of Jonathan Davis stuff. Like, like like the switch from Don- Jonathan Davis stuff to the fast part. Like this, like the way he sings, it's still, it's Jonathan Davis. He sounds like Jonathan Davis. You really think so? Like he sounds like he's trying to do Jonathan Davis. <sighs> I just, I don't, I don't see it. Play that I fucking track. I mean, I'll play it. It's, it's totally fine. I'll do it, but yeah, I still bad. don't. Uh, okay, here's uh, last time I tried to rock your world from MSI. There is a last time I tried to rock your world from MSI, the nineteenth track on this record. No, like the first before before the music really kicks in, it's just that like, but like not that See, scat part. It's that yeah. low vocals, that low guttural thing that JD does that sounded like it. I, I know which I know what you're referring to, but I but every time I've listened to the song and even just now I it's I get more of like a reggae thing like how he's like that that whole reggae tone yeah it's like in a deeper almost more guttural tone but it's more reggae than Jonathan Davis or anything like that like maybe you could say it's like Sepultura but that is really really stretching it I I I hear mostly reggae in that in that I mean for one I there's zero reggae in anything MSI has ever done but two, <laughs> I think because maybe I'm only talking vocally, not musically. Vocally, but 
but like two, maybe because you're like you're like a a JD, a JDSF, a J, a Jonathan Davis super fan. Maybe. Oh, I thought you were. Oh, I really thought you were referencing a solo band. Oh, what was the solo band? It was Jonathan Davis and the Simply Fucking Amazings. It was JDSFA. Damn how how cool would that have, how cool would that reference have been if I said that? That would have been a sick reference. <laughs> yeah, that that was a solo band in like 2007. Yeah, JDSFA and the okay. Simply Fucking Amazings. Damn. Well, missed opportunity there, but yeah, you blew that one. That's why maybe, you're not uh, a true cornet. Maybe just because like you're you're so I don't know like you're I don't know, just just like old view new view type of thing like new perspective old perspective thing because you haven't I, I don't know coming coming into this new sometimes you always hear things that that maybe others don't hear yeah I can see that type of thing I can see that I I mean I don't listen to a lot of corn as as people probably have guessed but you've listened to all their records that is true I have listened to everything. That they've done on record, or yes, studio up to, up until this point, yeah, up up until this point, you have yes, at least once, but Correct. I mean that doesn't mean like and I, you love it. I know I, I know everything about it, but it does totally sound like Jonathan <laughs> Davis. But another one, there's another mm-hmm. one here. Okay, I got okay. more. All right, yeah, no, more. go for it. Yeah, no, go for it. But royally fucked. Oh, okay, dude, this one definitely reminds me of Jonathan Davis. This is not though. This is like, not. This is not one of my bangers. I won't. I, okay, but but why though? I, I don't. It doesn't even matter because I the first one I told you because of the way he sings low, and you thought like nah, you poo pooed that away. Just because he sings low, like no, that doesn't. But nobody sounds like that. Low. Nobody goes mm, dumb. Mm, no, nobody sings like that, Jonathan Davis. Mm, mm, mm. Nobody does that noise. Nah. I don't listen to a lot of music where people do the. Mm, mm, mm. Like, like that's like, not what that's he's like doing. Yoda, that's like Yoda. <laughs> I knew Yoda you were going to say fucking, that. If Yoda was going to sing, that's what it would sound like. Jonathan Davis <laughs> is like just channeling Yoda. No, that's no, mm-hmm. not at all. Oh, yes. mm-hmm. Gata, waka, mm-hmm. Gata. <laughs> if yeah, if Yoda like mixed himself with like a Middle Eastern dude, like the, he would sound like Jonathan Davis scatting. <laughs> oh my god, that's what it would be like. No, but no, nobody no. sounds like that. Like it's it's unique, it's stupid, but it's unique. Ay, ay, ay. Much like this band, this band's very unique, stupid, but unique, unique and good. Mm, well, um, okay, so so, wait, did we? You did your your two B right or your yeah? 3B? That was my two B. That uh, I'm your problem now. Oh, I'm your problem now. Okay, okay. So then let's get into my my two B real quick. Backmask, the the opener of the song. What? Uh, that's that's your two B. That's my two B. Yeah. Also known I don't as know. back ma- bask max backs. Wow. Woo! You want to start that one over? Go ahead. Do do it real quick. What back backmask? No, it's the whole the whole the whole thing. What do you mean the whole thing? The, also known as what? I don't. Is there something more to it? That's what it says on Spotify and Wikipedia. It says backmask, also known as backmask warning. Oh, I've never known it as that. Is that not a thing? I've I've never I've never known it as that. I've only Dude, known it as you, backmask. Do you MSI fans not dig deep or what? <laughs> You're such an idiot. <laughs> am I a true Am I a true yet? Is that well, what's I mean, going might on be. here? I mean, honestly, you might be the true yet. <laughs> Dude, we on, never on knew Wikipedia this. and on Spotify, it says backmask, and then parentheses. Also known as back mask warning, one word. 
I don't know. I think because I mean I had the CD and I don't think the CD ever said that. Hmm, Maybe that's a new thing. I mean, honestly, the the streaming shit has they they changed a few things on this record anyway. So they do what they want. Yeah, that's true. Uh, but yeah, back mask. Um, I I like this song a lot. It it starts out super like kind of like you just, you don't even know what it is. It's just like this weird sound, and it's almost like this this weird drum loop that he does. I I can't even explain it. It's just such a weird, unique song that I don't know. I, I guess I I can play it and then we'll get into it. Sure. Sound good? Yeah. And how much you hate it? Yeah. So here's a here's back mask from Mindless Self Indulgence. There's a back mask, and um, why do you hate this one, or why don't you like this one? <laughs> there, there, there are a lot of things that I like about this. Like I like, I like oh. the heavy bass. I think the uh. choppy guitar riff is fun, and and like the use of pauses and silence, mm-hmm. those are fun. And and I don't know. We always we always like that in music. We always like that kind of unconventional writing. That's but fun. isn't that what you were saying you don't like about this or about this band? But I, I, I just kind of wish there wasn't so much like stop and go. I, I just like to hear the song just kind of let loose and enjoy itself, let it play out. There's a lot of build up here and there, and like it just it leads somewhere, but it just never goes anywhere because it's so it's so full of itself. And this band, this band's so see, fucking not, full of itself. Dude. But it's, it's not full of itself, like. We we've already talked about like they're not full of themselves. They know they what they're doing. They know what they're doing because they know how to keep up an image. They, this band is no different to me than like than like the Ramones. Like the Ramones had an image, and they upkept that image as far as long as possible. This band has an image. They they upkeep it as as much as possible. They have a lot of really good ideas, and they have a lot of really good melodies and tunes, but they don't extrapolate on them because of their image and their image is like uh you know like king of the misfits oh rise up <laughs> so you're saying that uh, they are better than the remotes no not at all oh my god <laughs> this, I, I think mean, i think you're no. just you're just not you're not quite there in understanding the chaos that is mindless self-indulgence 
But it's not even chaos that. because like nothing here has made me think like, holy shit, this guy's a good guitarist. Holy fuck. That's a good bass player. That's a good drummer. He's a really good singer. It's just like, oh, they just like to stop and go a lot. Okay. <laughs> That's part of the chaos. It doesn't matter That's cool. whether somebody's technically really proficient. I guess that's it's more the songs. That's cool. It's I mean, one or two times it's fine, but thirty times? <laughs> Come on. It's thirty great times, right? <laughs> thirty times? <laughs> Come on. And also this is uh this song lyrically was was kinda one of the more thought out lyrics or song lyrical songs on the record. <laughs> if I'm saying that correctly. Yeah, you said it great. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, we've been at this for so long. Um, but, you know, this is kind of him poking fun at the PMRC and censorship and, you know, playing things backwards. So he made like, so the the lyrics are just very like, not not demonic, but just kind of like evil, I guess you could say. I don't know. And then the only backmasked part is the most are the happiest lyrics in the whole song, so it was kind of like that that fun. I don't know. You just kind of like it's a satire on the whole censorship thing of the eighties and early nineties, which I thought was interesting. Oh, and like cool. dating back to like the seventies, where people thought that if you played Zeppelin records backwards, if you played Beatles records backwards, Floyd records backwards, you could hear something. Yeah. When in actuality, you were you were just being primed. By by lore, and 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 other things to hear what you want to hear. What what irritates me about this band is like that they do a song like this where they actually do like a back mask and like a back masking thing. The way I understand it is, you record something normally. Like I'm saying, let's just say Satan. I say Satan forwards, and then in GarageBand or whatever I use. I, I, I reverse it and it, it, it modulates to reverse, right? So it sounds like nah, nah. Yeah. And so then I phonetically say nah, nah. And then <laughs> I reverse that to where it says Satan forwards. But now yeah. I'm not saying Satan anymore. I'm saying like Satan. Yes. That's like what bas- back masking is. Yeah, like, like that David whole Lynch Twin Peaks thing. That's what I was just going to reference. David yeah. Lynch and Twin Peaks. That's what he did in that show a lot. That's why he sounds so fucked up and weird. But yeah. that's like intentional. These bands from the 70s they they didn't do that. It was just teenagers were priming other teenagers to to listen to what they think sounded like something, but because they were told by their friends to listen for a certain thing, it now sounded like something. That's all hearsay and bullshit. Yeah. So I, I I like the idea of here where the song is is widely negative, but the actual backmasking part is positive. Like he's, like I, a, I, I yeah. can't remember, but he's like, do your homework and you know, don't yeah, stay up late, eat your like vegetables. That. Like that's funny. That's yeah. That's campy. Clever. That's that's clever. I guess it's just fun. <laughs> you could say it's clever, even though you hate this band. You could say something's clever. It's when it's, it is clever. It's okay, but it's not backed by like a strong instrumental vocal performance. It's just okay. Okay. Cool. That's that's fine. Next. Right. I th- I think I think what's going on with you is that 
you're you're in you're at this this moment of your musical life where <laughs> you expect something grand, you expect something complicated, technical. But when you when you're given something almost minimalistic, you you don't it's not working for you. And that's what's happened this week with MSI. That is that is quite possible. Like I've I mean, that is quite possible. I, I do I do like like that Hans Olsen thing that I was talking about earlier, I do like the stripped down kind of nature of that, but that's kind of like a product of its time also. Yeah. That's like a seventies thing, but you're right. I mean the nineties and bleeding into like the early two thousands, like arguably the greatest and the worst time for entertainment ever, like movies, music, arts, like, but you can also make that you can make that argument with any era. You could do that with the eighties. Has some amazing movies, but some shit. Has some great music, but the eighties had music. one amazing movie. Yeah, Return of the Jedi. That was <laughs> because Ninja Turtles didn't come out until nineteen ninety. I Actually, thought it was eighty nine. Maybe it might have been eighty nine. I think it was eighty nine. Yeah. Okay. Well, maybe they but had also, two. But also, had also, two. Empire Strikes Back was eighty. So there's that too. Yeah, that's all right. Less top five Star Wars, but whatever. Yeah, no, I, 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 I just think I, I think like the nineties in general was just a very, a very horrible time for music, but it was also a very awesome time for music because things were just things were changing faster than they had ever changed ever in any genre of music. Things change in the nineties faster than than ever before. Yeah, I can, I can, I can agree with that. And this, I, I think, this is a a perfect representation of of like change or and just getting maybe maybe also just like kind of getting lost in the weeds of it all it's just it's so out there it's so just doesn't make sense <laughs> with the the shape the changing of uh music at the time i don't know had it not been there's only five of these albums i would have done this but again i listened i listened to everything twice i can't believe you, can't believe you listened to them twice that's still, because i hated it the first time i was like this is fucking stupid like the first time I listened to it, I said, no, this is, this is silly. I felt like an old guy. Like, no, 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 no. I put my hand up in front of my face. I turned my, my like Drake style to like the left, you know? And I was like, oh, no, 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 no. This is silly. Um, should we talk about any other bangers? Should we wrap it up? What do you think? Um, uh, cocaine and toupees. That's my three B. That's, that's a solid. That's a solid. Um, let's see here. Keeping up with the kids. That's my five B. That's good. The last time I tried to rock your world, I think we talked about that a little bit. We talked about that one. It's my six B. Masturbates. That's my four B. That's a good one too. Uh yeah, that's that's it for my B's. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll just run through through mine real quick. So I did I did up through my sec my two B, right? I did my yeah. back mask, yeah. So then my three B is um is uh uh Step Up Ghetto Blaster, the third to last song. Okay. That song's fucking wild my 4b is uh i mean because i'll just say a faggot that's my 4b um i think that's one of the catchier tunes on the record i i think it's it's so funny and then what we were talking about like it it's not it's not him poking fun at people who are gay it's like calling out his the people who call him that it's kind of like almost like i guess bringing it back to corn it's it's like how jonathan davis wrote the lyrics to the corn song faggot 
more of just like him being made fun of and it, him calling out the haters and all that kind of stuff. I, so that's my, I think my, my. This is my. I think this is like my favorite or second favorite like lyric song. Yeah, it's because it's, it's just, better, it, dude. It's just so opposite of the music. Like the music is everything is so fucking extreme with this band. Mm-hmm. This band is like they take they take an idea. They say, hey, let's let's make a punk song, and they say, okay, well, let's play it as fast as fucking possible, and they play it, and they say, okay, stop, and they just stop, and then the next like verse is super slow. It's just mm-hmm. like everything is so extreme, and it's. It's just like this song is meant to shock people, but like so is the music, and this music is meant to shock you. And I've been yeah. shocked, and and like this is one of the few like truly kind of introspective songs here, and it's a cool like look at society and and that time period and how we we dealt with with this, I don't know this this mindset of how we treated people like this. Yeah, very true. But it's like still so. riddled with camp and shock value. And so like the, the theme is still there, but it's still goofy and it dumb. Is. Especially when the way he says says that word. Like he, he goes higher and higher in his register to sing it. It's it's so it's just so dumb. But it uh, And that's another thing too, right? Like if you're gonna say the word and you're gonna own the word, then own it. Don't just say it once. Don't like throw it into a verse to where it's going to be muddled by everything but he else. Does say it a lot to where to where the listener thinks like, "Did you just say that?" It's like, "No, dude, own it. Get up in front of it. Say the word. Make me feel uncomfortable about it, and then let's talk about it." And that's what he does. Yeah, but at this time in 1999 or 2000, this word wasn't. It was thrown around a lot. Like, I mean, we all said it. Well, I mean, of course. I mean, that word is. <laughs> I mean, that, not that's a, what. That that word is, I mean, besides like Eminem, do you like who else even uses this word that much? You know? Yeah, like uh, yeah, seriously. And we when we were kids, every kid used this word. But then it you can you can so see common. guys like Eminem, right? Like Eminem had overcome like that word. Like he used it in a derogatory sense, and then he realized as he got older, he matured, and he thought like, holy shit, I probably shouldn't have said that, but I did. So I'm gonna own it, but I'm also gonna yeah. learn from it. Then he started like doing things with Elton John and started. Like coming out and being a little bit more conscious and being a more normal person, whereas yeah. like MS, I'm not like whereas, but MSI were doing it and then saying that word in a derogatory sense, but towards himself. So he yeah, already passed that first part. Like he was already past the first part of being like an idiot kid. <laughs> like he yeah, was already at the true. conscious level to an extent, right? That's why it's good. Like I, I think literally this is a fantastic song. It is great. I, I think and, and musically and melodically, it's it's a lot of fun. Uh, my number five, my five B was dicks for dicks are for my friends. Uh, lyrically, there's not a lot there, but it's it's a it's a <laughs> really fun song. Uh, six was London Bridge because that that opener that that London and then it was that really high pitched synth. It's just so it's so distracting and like kind of unnerving. It just, it's gross. Um, that, re- that reminded me of like a fat boy slim. Like I could see fat boy slim doing like that type of intro. And then there's uh then what do I have next? I have Clarissa, which we already talked about. And then I hate Jimmy page. Another great one. He doesn't hate Jimmy page though. <laughs> you know but he, he did say, he, he did say this. He said, um, he said, I get tons of emails saying, how can you hate Jimmy page? He's God. 
and then he says yeah, maybe yeah. when maybe when Led Zeppelin came out in the in the sixties and seventies he was, but he hasn't been doing anything good, anything godlike in twenty years, and now he just looks like some old chase old Chinese broad. <laughs> I know, which is <laughs> I, I saw that too, which I thought was so funny because he totally does. For I mean, one. He does, yeah. <laughs> he totally does for one. And then two, this is like this is like another Mark Adkins thing, right? Like let's get let's get Jimmy off the stage. Off the stage. <laughs> like that's that's funny. But he, he doesn't yeah. hate Jimmy Pidge. Well maybe. No. Maybe. There's no way. He he's too he's too good at what he does. There's no way. But you all you've been doing is shit talking him. I don't know. But uh okay, so yeah, that that's pretty much those are my bangers. Okay. Um so what are your final thoughts and then your rating? So we have a three point rating system where three is a perfect album, two is a good album you're gonna continue to listen to, one is a bad album, but you should give it a shot, and zero is um it's uh trash. So Okay. What do you got? Final thoughts, rating. <laughs> uh well just real quick, the last song Z, that's just um I don't know if it's like the same on the C D as it was on the Spotify thing yeah. I listened to, but uh, I laughed really hard. The Star Wars, the yeah, Wars. Star, Star <laughs> Wars and Jaws. Jaws. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I I don't think I've laughed that hard at a non like comedy <laughs> album probably in in many many moons. <laughs> like, no, it's so nonsensical. <laughs> I love it. It was it was really fun. <sighs> um, so yeah, that that was that was fun. Um, overall, I think this band. I'm gonna give this band two ratings. Oh God. Because I think they deserve two ratings. Okay, Justin. Okay, Justin. (laughs) (laughs) I can do what I want. So, um, you know, this 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 band is essentially Jimmy Urine. I don't I don't can't remember what the fuck his name was. I don't know. It doesn't matter what his name was. Steve Rye. Yeah. So 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 Jimmy is is uh, is like the main guy. This is his band. This is his like mastermind. He is uh, he's probably behind everything that this band does conceptually and musical direction wise. Mm -hmm. I think, I think this band doesn't have anything to say. (laughs) I think this band is not very good musically. I think this band's image is fucking lame. I think everything about this band on paper is fucking whack. I think this band is garbage. I think they're trash, dude. I think they're so bad. Like I, there were times when I legit, I was, I just, I, 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 I thought less of you. I <laughs> Wait, thought less of you before before you before you <laughs> you continue on. You said that Jimmy Urine is the mastermind. Yeah. So they they have a song called Mastermind where he says that he is the mastermind, <laughs> and then you oh, just God. said that this band is whack. They have a song called Whack. Where he says this shit is whack, like over and over again, referring to the band. I get it. I get so it. So literally everything you just said are songs. Yes, that are based. yes. When yeah. th- this band is so self-deprecating, it's funny. They're we're so, so terrible. We're so bad. Oh, but you but still love us. But in us. the end, they're yeah, actually really it. good. So actually, um, really good. actually, like nothing about this band is. It, let's if you just pick it apart. I mean, if you <laughs> just so pick it apart, <laughs> if, like if you deconstruct this band, nothing. No, all, the parts don't equal like the sum and okay. the parts are okay. bad the parts are bad but for whatever reason man for whatever reason the sum is more than like the parts like when you add it up as a whole this band is bigger 
than everybody that's in the band. And I think that has to do with, again, for the lack of a better word, I think this just has to do with a lot of displaced misfits not knowing where to fit in, especially at this time period in like the 90s, early 2000s, when when we grew up and when we were in high school. And like, dude, fashion was so bizarre back then. And and, and hip-hop was really coming into play. And Jinko's were a big thing. Fubu was coming up. Aye, aye. Like like Airwalks were still cool. <laughs> so there was there was just a lot of there were a lot of things that, that kids had to go through. I think almost like more than ever. And then plus technology was was starting to catch up. And so I think I think MSI just found a market that they could kind of like appeal to. And mm-hmm. damn, did they appeal to them. So yeah. On a musical standpoint, like I'm never going to listen to this again. <laughs> it's not going to happen. Okay. Damn. So on a musical standpoint, I mean, I got to give this, I got to give it a one. Damn. Okay. Because I'm, I'm never going to do it again. It, I will that's, never, that's I will never go back to this. Maybe some of the songs I will, if you put it on and you put on a song, I know like I'll get down, I'll jam, I'll bob my head back <laughs> in or like I'm doing now. But yeah. other than that, like I'm not gonna listen to it again. But on like a corporation standpoint, on on a Lincoln Park, on the Lincoln Park scale, on the LPS, on the Lincoln okay. Park scale, <laughs> yeah, dude, these guys are like two point five at least. Like what they they I... just dude they know how to market themselves. They know who to like. They're McDonald's pays big money for these kind of stats. Yeah, right. McDonald's pays millions millions of dollars just as far as like product placement on whether or not to place the big mac on the top of the menu or the bottom of the menu like that's what mcdonald's pays millions maybe even billions for i don't know but this band (laughs) they just know they know who to market they know who their audience is they know how to appeal to those audiences and they do a damn good job because you still listen to them so with that, I do. I do. <laughs> the uh, the LPS, the Lincoln Park scale. I will. Uh, I'll give him a two point five. Two point five. Yeah. Okay. I'll do All that. All right. All right. You 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 have made a lot of good points, and I understand where you're coming from. Uh, I'm not. I'm not knocking you for that <laughs> because I, I do agree with with some of the things you say. I I don't agree with what you say about them musically. I feel like they are much better than what you were saying. Um, they are, they are like the prog of new metal, I guess you could say they're the, let's just say they are, they're new metal prog or prog new metal, however you want to say it. I agree. Because they're very unconventional. Yeah. They're very unconventional. In their, in their delivery. Yes. They are definitely prog. They're they're not as technical as ELP or yes or rush or whoever, you know? No, they're not prog genre. They're prog in like their mentality. Their mentality. Yeah. Which, you know, give them some respect for it. Give them sure. a, at least a two for that. Oh. Um, so, yeah, they're, I think they're much better than what you were saying. But I do agree with you on marketing. They knew how to market themselves. They knew how to how to play on the 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 the, the that subculture, like the um, the anti-establishment. But even though they were kind of establishment, I get that. They're, they're sick. They're good. This album is I think I still think this album is really great. And I. Every time I listen to this band, I just, I laugh, I <laughs> smile, I just, I have a good time, man. I, I think this band is so much fun and they're so good. 
and that's even outside of the nostalgia like taking the nostalgia out of it they're just so much fucking fun i think they are so screw ever all the haters you know they're really good and uh, go ahead do it go ahead go ahead go ahead do what go ahead it's fucking halloween go ahead so i don't do this often (laughs) are you fucking kidding me I don't do this often, but I'm going to have to give this album a perfect three. Jesus H. Christ. It's a perfect three, man. I think this is, it's so unique (laughs) in itself and it is much better than what you were saying. The only album of theirs that is not perfect is If, but that's still like a 2.5. Okay. Right? All right. Yeah. These are all, uh, you know. (laughs) Okay. These are opinions, right? Yeah. But they're actual facts. are like bullets, so, you know. All right. Well, I'm glad you listened. I'm glad you had kind of a good time this week but i mean i i definitely had a good time i always have a good time (laughs) no matter what listening to music new music is always going to be a good time especially when somebody else is so in love with that music yeah because if i love it then i can share something if i hate it then i can shit talk it so either way it's always going to be a good time it is a shame because we did do you. The only other album you ever really shit on was Deftones, the Diamond Eyes record, which is insanity. But uh, <laughs> but you did, but you did, but it was a shame because at the time we were not ranking their albums. So I retrospect, I, I'm I throw really back would in like there, to know, dude. Throw it on your list. Maybe I maybe I could because I would like to hear on your, there. Maybe maybe. But see, White Pony's not that good. Even uh, I. I but who knows? You'd probably love it because you fucking love Tool now, and and Maynard's on on <laughs> I that don't album. Love Tool now, but you fucking love Tool. Get the fuck out of here. Maybe we'll do a Deftones record again. I don't know, but I'd be interested. I would really just be interested in what you think of all their records. I, I was I was worried that because coming off of the of the K dot the Kendrick Lamar last week, mm-hmm. I thought like, dude, if I hate this record, it's gonna seem like I'm clapped back in at <laughs> him hating <laughs> Kendrick Lamar from last week. <laughs> But the so. difference was I liked the Kendrick record we did, but it was the stuff outside of that record that I didn't like because that one record is pretty solid. We're going to get into um, maybe a better record. I don't know. Next week. It's so um, it's what? Different. It's not, I don't want to say better words. It's different. Oh, it's definitely different. Different. So yeah, stay tuned for that. Uh, in the meantime, thank you for listening and go to iTunes, go rate, review, and subscribe to us on there. Follow us on social media at Asinine Radio. And um, got anything else to say? Uh, nope. Okay. I don't either. So that's it. That's all. Okay. Give you a You think it's the Berenstein Bears, but it's actually not the Berenstein Bears. It's the Berenstein Bears. Oh, where the fuck those stupid ass bears? Who gives a fuck about the bears? Let me let me let me let me throw out some more. Let me let me let me let me let me throw out some more Jonathan Davis things for you. So number song number nineteen.